0: The snap of an author closing their book echoes through the lonely tower. Hurried and stumbling footsteps clatter down the spiral staircase and out of the tower door. The lonely planet has only one ocean, and you see now that its shores are not far from the tower. Docked along the coast is a ship. The ship's hull is battered and worn, and you wonder if it had recently been in battle when you see a figure running through the sand towards the tower. They dart past without acknowledging you as they struggle with a book bag, bursting with notes and maps and messages in bottles. The tower door closes with a slam and an apology. The door creaks open, just enough to invite you back in. Now, you are standing next to the desk at the top of the tower. The new visitor is frantically going through their notes before they pause. They take a deep breath. The smell of ink drying grounds you in this reality as they begin writing. A storm blows in. So you decided to join the pod quest. Welcome to Of Dice and Myths. <laughs>
1: Welcome to Of Dice and Myths. This is Casey, your lore master slash player. Um, this is season two. We've done it, y'all. We're here. Oh, yeah. We're going to be living in the world of Gentile. Um We're going to start off by going around the table and introducing ourselves and our characters that we're playing. Um, again, I am Casey, and I'm playing Atara Otine, who is a Sun Elf Druid.
2: I am Ben, and I will be playing, uh, I'm just a player this time. If you recognize me, it's because you're crazy. (laughs) But this time, I will be playing um, Liu Gao, who is a human monk.
3: I'm Ashley, and I will be playing Rain Inazuma, who is a Water Genasi cleric.
4: And I'm Cameron, and I'll be playing Yoshiro Kaze, and I am a samurai fighter.
5: And I am Evan, and I shall be your game master and your guide into the world of mine own creation. And now, all of yours. We set our scene in the midst of a brutal sea storm. A crashing tempest has sent roiling waves slamming into the hull of a ship that has been bound for the port of Umiri in Juntaya. Cold rain, frigid, is blasted onto deck. Splashes of it even seem to crystallize and freeze in the air. Atara Otine.
1: Um, so you see more taller than average woman. Um, she's got tan skin and blonde hair. And she, what she's wearing is she has a simple like asymmetric leather armor on um, that goes about to like mid thigh and has like a little bit of a high collar and some ornate design on it. And then she's got um, just like some high-waisted pants and some boots with like a little bit of extra like leather padding in the front of it. Um, and she looks definitely like she's been at sea, um, kind of tossed around, little a little damp, <laughs> so a little a little windswept. And um, she's also got like a like a white wrap shirt on underneath her leather armor. Um, it's a little more loose fitting, but she's the blue silver eyes. Can't quite pinpoint how old you think she is. She's is like late twenties, thirties. Even though I have that she has an explorer's pack, it's probably pared down to just like um like a tiny bedroll. Maybe like a hammock style thing. Mm-hmm. And then um just like another bag that has like a whole bunch of like has like clippers on it, bottles and everything like that.
5: Yeah, you are on this ship.
1: Oh shit. No. <laughs> oh god. No, oh shit. Oh shit. Oh, oh.
5: It's relatively smaller than a lot of the vessels you've been on before. Uh, you know that this is actually mostly a cargo vessel. The weight seems to be keeping it balanced as it pitches and rolls from side to side. It seems as if You're spinning on the surface of a top for a brief moment. Oh, God. As the waves whip you around almost in a complete circle, you hear the familiar voice of the boatswain of this particular vessel shouting, Damn it, Dragonborn! I thought you said you could talk to her! The cries seem to be in vain. You see the Dragonborn in question, rather tall and slender, bracing himself against the center mast. He hisses back, almost a roar, to match the thunderous booms. Damned idiot, she's a god! She listens to whom she chooses! The rain pelts you down. You know that the storms here in late summer, Juntayo, are the fiercest. But this was the only vessel that you could catch destined for port here in Amiri, Not simply destined to be shipwrecked or marooned on an island.
1: So am I just a just, uh, passenger on the Yes,
5: boat? You, you booked yeah. passage. Curiously, it seemed only to be you and this other dragonborn as passengers.
2: Oh.
5: Whereas everyone else was crew and most of the below decks were taken up by cargo space. Oh, okay. We move to the entrance of town. It is a calm, partly cloudy, bright day in late summer. The gates to Amiri are open. It's not a walled city, but the main road is relatively vacant. There doesn't seem to be a lot of traffic right now. And that which, uh, the traffic that does appear seems to be rather light. I would like Cameron, Ashley, and Ben to each roll me a d20. <laughs> How
1: badly did you do?
2: I, well, no, you guys go first, don't worry. Uh, I got a 15. Four. Got a two. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'll just hold tight.
4: Numbers.
5: Yoshiro Kaze, you are the first of this particular band of wanderers to find yourself in Umiri.
4: Well, when you first look over at Yoshiro, you're first like, huh, that sack of laundry has a straw hat on it. Wait. <laughs>
5: that sack of laundry What's has a
4: straw hat on it. So
3: you look like a hobo.
4: Not just look like.
3: He is a hobo. He's a not murder not hobo.
4: Genuine murder hobo. <laughs> I'm wearing a kind of a navy navy blue robe that looks a bit dirty, has been washed in a bit. Um, underneath, you can see uh, some scales. What you imagine is scale armor. Rugged, I have my hair that, if you see it, is almost gray white from age. My hands are wrapped, which is kind of cloth or. Bandage, and the one thing that looks really nice is the what those one sword I have on my side. Like it's been k- being kept in a very fine condition. Okay.
5: Fine, polished wood grain. Some people might think it's stolen. Some people would be wrong.
3: Compared to the rest of you, it does look a little out of place. Well,
5: Miri, as you know, is the only port city on the mainland of Juntayo that is open to foreigners for trade purposes. It's often considered a place of lower class merchant scum. The nobility of the samurai typically does not extend to Amiri. But there are samurai here. As you walk toward the gate made of large large pillars of wood topped with a single horizontal bar you're approached by one of them. A human male roughly 30 years old or so he walks up to you and he is wearing a uh, rather plain leather breastplate made in the traditional fashion with, the, uh, with a rope belt. Uh, however, he doesn't seem to be wearing any kind of armor on his extremities. It mostly seems to just be rather thick padding. Mm-hmm. State your business in Umiri. Traveling. Looking for a place to grab a drink. Ain't y'all. Mm-hmm. Fine, but if I have to throw you out, you know how it's going to end up, old man.
4: Uh, that's how it always is, isn't it? Ah, uh, get on out of here. And you walking yeah. inwards.
5: Looks yeah. down the road, and he spots another group of travelers and decides to straighten up and fully return to his post. You seem to have caught him on a little break. You walk into town, and Umiri is not necessarily a huge city. In fact, it's really barely a town. Mm-hmm. For the most part, the, all of the buildings here are made of wood. And atop the hill to the east of town, there is a large uh, three-story, it's a rather small three-story castle of sorts, uh, built directly onto a hill overlooking the town. You know for a fact that that is the daimyo of Umiri. That is his estate, Lord Hotsu. Uh, can I get that name again? H-O-T-S-U, Hotsu.
4: I'll take uh, a sip of my flask. I'm finishing the last flask of alcohol I have on me for my travels. I'm going to refill. I look for the nearest tavern.
5: There aren't necessarily full-on taverns, but there are several places you could go. Uh, Typically, these include places like brothels or maybe uh, tea houses and the like. There are a few scant restaurants that might also be able to help you out, or even directly from merchants themselves. Uh, a lot of foreigners have set up stands and are selling their formal uh, their foreign alcohols.
4: I'm just looking for the, one of the closest ones, probably the cheapest.
5: You spy something that looks like it'll be promising. It also looks like they serve food.: mm. So that's a good place to go for a lounge and a snack.
4: Say you should eat some before you drink. I think it's boring. I head towards that direction.
5: As you approach, another young man steps out of this brothel in front of you. Actually, it's more of a tea house or a lounge area. He steps out of it uh, from in front of you and nearly bumps into you as he turns on his wooden sandals. Ah! Oh, so sorry, uh, Yoshiro-san, you recognize this guy. You recognize him as another uh, Ronin, like yourself. Although, much fresher face. He's about 20 years younger than you. Do I know his name? You know his name is Katsura. Hmm. Don't expect to see you, Katsura. (laughs) Why not? I mean, this is, after all, the great city of Umiri, where so many people tend to ply their trade. You don't even recognize the fact that most people don't actually live here.
4: Mhm. I'm gonna get a drink now.
5: Oh, oh wait. Oh, hey, Hey Yoshito, you're still looking for a job, aren't you? I know. Ever since that deal with the yeah,
4: I did. So- I now actually like turn him, turn to look at him.
5: Yeah, you you know. Ever since, well, you know the job we did. We were bodyguards, and you got a little crazy. You threw a sword off a cliff. They still need that deposit back.
4: They'll get their deposit at some point. We were
5: supposed to be security, and you just threw the thing. We we're anyway. You... That's a rubbish sword, anyways. Well, nothing quite compares. I'm sorry we don't all have clan blacksmiths. Oh, sorry. It's at this time that this is happening, sort of just inside the city. Both Rain and Liu Galp will be able to arrive, kind of at the same time. Not necessarily together, though. Okay, And you'll be able to actually overhear this next part of the conversation. Because Katsura is, well, he's not very subtle. Katsura comes in and he claps you on the shoulder, Yoshiro, and he says, Well, I'm here because I heard a little birdie told me that Lord Hotsu is paying any samurai he can get his hands on for all kinds of work. And I am just some kind of samurai that he can get his hands on. I didn't mean it that way.
4: (laughs) I'm sure he has plenty of work for you, young one. (laughs) Pat him on the back, pat him
5: on the shoulder. Well, right. And what I'm saying is, if you're hard up on cash or anything like that, we can help you out. I can put in a good word for you. I'm sure you could maybe uh, guard a door somewhere for a while.
4: Oh, I'll look into it after I get a drink.
5: Uh, Okay.
4: Meet you there. I'll walk into the building. Okay then.
5: Um.
3: I'm sorry, did you say that there was work for samurai?
5: Oh! Uh. Yes. So. So, so so, so sorry. Uh, yes. Uh, Lord Hotsu is actually looking for uh, any and all kinds of samurai. <laughs> and, uh, you seem capable.
3: Yeah. Wouldn't. Well, I guess I'm done working for the military now. Must find something else to do for a bit.
5: I thought those scars looked a little too intimate.
3: Yeah, so next to Mugao is a blue, kind of teal-skinned woman. Uh, She has dark blue hair that's, like, pulled up behind her head, so you can't really see how long it is. Uh, She has, like, very, like, large black eyes. Uh, And she is wearing blue-scale armor and has a holy symbol on the front that you may or may not be able to tell what it is and she also has I don't know how to describe her weapon <laughs> other than just a like
4: big ass stick with metal in it
3: big ass metal stick
4: Is
2: that? that's that's what most weapons boil down to
1: yes. yeah most weapons
3: boil down <laughs> um, to that but she has a kanabo which I can't explain off the top of my head
2: it's like it's about
5: five feet long and it's a clubbing weapon it's made of heavy wood and it also has, like, bolts of iron stuck in there.
1: Whoa.
3: It's
5: essentially a formalized version of a bat with a couple of nails sticking out of it. <laughs>
3: it's the <Yeah>. fancy version. <laughs> she also has, like, a shield on her back. Mm.
5: Well, lucky for you, I happen to get an audience with Lord Hotsu for this afternoon. I can put in a good word for you. What's your name?
3: Rain. Rain Inazuma.
5: Ah. Rain Inazuma-san. Very nice to meet you. You may call me Katsura.
3: It's very nice to meet you.
5: Well, I suppose I should be going. I might have worn out my welcome here. He he jerks his
2: thumb back over to the tea shop behind him.
3: What's his deal?
2: Did they take offense to your talking to birds? (laughs) Of course not. Oh, well, good. They're usually quite great conversation, I do find. Although, I am fascinated that one told you about lord's offer does he often communicate through birds is something I I like in a person are you wearing your monk robes I am yeah Liu's is fairly austere um he wears first of all he's in his mid twenties-ish so he's still fairly young looking although he is very kind of suntanned um he is bald he has uh, the shaved head and everything Um, And he wears, not like a bright yellow, but definitely like a yellow. These kind of robes that are kind of wrapped slash hanging off of him. And he does have a stick with him. because what Monk doesn't have a stick. (laughs)
4: Whether it be big or large. (laughs)
2: Yeah. And kind of on the upper portion of the stick, there's like a small bag that's tied up to it.
5: Oh, nice! He—he's a legit hobo. Yeah, <laughs> I got the looks of the hobo. You got the bag yeah. of the hobo. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the bag of ho- hoboing. Bag of hoboing. Something clicks in his mind for a moment. He kind of stares at you, kind of mouth agape for a moment, wondering, "Is this happening?" And then he realizes, "Right."
2: if he's someone who pays attention at like the very end of that I would just throw in like the tiniest little wink
5: yes actually uh, many of our great lords do commune with birds but mostly by tying little messages to their
2: feet and then sending them across across the land Ah, yes I'm sure the birds are more interested in singing their own tunes anyway Um, we typically use falcons well, not the best singers, but... Neither was my sensei, but she still gave it her... Her all. And there's something to be said for gusto. Well, <laughs> as with I may not be a samurai, but I can watch a door with much gusto and make sure it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> What's your name, Monk? I'm Ligao. Gao. Mm.
5: That leaves a sour taste in my mouth. Well, Monk... If you have need of employment, you just come on over to me and I'll help you out. I could get you in to see Lord Hotsu anytime. Oh, and uh, he jerks his thumb back over to the tea shop, which, by the way, doesn't really have a door. It's more like a cloth opening. Oh,
2: okay.
5: Um, and he just kind of loudly whispers, don't tell anybody they put live rats in the stew. Just like sensei. Do I pick up on that? <laughs> what's your per, What's your passive perception? Fifteen. Make a perception check.
4: <laughs> well, that's um eighteen. Yep. Noted. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the you no. are taking that first little sip of tea. Just maybe I won't. Just like as I'm <laughs> halfway
4: up to the bar or whatever their counter is. Just
5: noted. It should also be noted that as all of you are enjoying this fine Juntian day, if you look out to the to the waters, to the Bay of Omiri, and you look just before the horizon, there is a raging storm wall, um, and all of you who have lived in Juntayo for some time know for a fact that that is, in fact, uh, always supposed to be there. <laughs> Oh, good. That's still there. Um, and in fact, it <clears> looks <throat> like it is meant to stop at a certain at a certain point.
2: So it's not moving. It's it's just like in a like a yes. spot. Okay.
5: And Rain and Leo, you guys both can go ahead and make me a perception check.
2: That's my perception bonus. It'll
5: be a six for hour.
3: I got sixteen.
5: Okay. Just 10 to it. Uh, Leo, you're busy in this. Weird back and forth between Katsura and yourself, in which neither of you are really fully willing to commit defeat in absurdity.
2: (laughs) Uh, I'm nothing if not stubborn.
5: However, Rain, you are able to look out to the horizon and see just faintly out of the storm wall, you see a ship burst forth as if out of fog.
3: Oh look, it made it.
5: Yeah, you're not terribly surprised, but you are somewhat impressed. <laughs> Atara.
1: Hi.
5: We're going Hello. to shift back. Yes. You were in the midst of a roiling storm. Uh-huh. And just as the waves lift seemed to lift the ship up and sw- sink out from under it, leaving it suspended in the air to crash back down, another wave rammed into your backside as the ship fell, pushing you forward. Make me a strength check.
1: Oh, oh, no. Should I increase it so I'm not a minus two anymore? No, it's up to you. Um, that is gonna be a ten. I rolled a twelve.
5: Okay, you feel the ship pitch forward hard, and you lose yourself a little bit, but since you're moving forward, you're able to plant your arms down first. Okay. It's not the safest way to catch yourself, but it's better than your face.
1: Yes, of course, better than
5: my face. And after a massive single jolt... From the ship as it levels out against the water once more suddenly the wind has gone quiet suddenly the rain has stopped you feel sunlight on your back but you still feel that strange uneasiness of choppy water beneath you as you look up you see that the sky is now perfectly clear in front of you behind you is still the massive raging storm Man, we like our walls of weather, don't we?
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got your walls of water, walls of wind, walls of fire. Fire is cool.
5: Oh. Yeah, I, I like my walls. <laughs> when in doubt, put a wall around it. <laughs> just
4: boundaries.
5: Boundaries uh,
1: are always good.
3: So,
5: yes, Juntayo has sort of a natural... natural. It's a magical border. Yeah. Sort of a magical, ever-raging storm that surrounds it. And it's worse in certain months.
1: So, in... Atara's trying to figure out if... Um, in her beginner's guide to Satoxa the third edition. Yes. Um, she was trying to figure out if that was mentioned. She was like, "Oh, my notes. I can't. I don't want to pull them out right now because I didn't want them to get wet. But I feel like I read something about this. Did she
5: make me an intelligence check? Was that wall of water always history? There? If you have it, history
1: or intelligence. Um, let's go with um. She's a yeah, let's plus go four. history. Yeah. Um. Well, that's good because that's gonna be a nine.
4: I rolled
5: a 5. From what you remember from the Beginner's Guide to Satongsa 3rd Edition,
4: um,
5: (laughs) pages 78 to 83 detailing Juntayo, um, it was mostly about culture and people. Mm -hmm. You feel like maybe there was some vague allusion to it being stormy a lot. Yeah. But you thought, oh, it couldn't possibly be, you know, that bad.
1: Right.
4: (sighs) It's just poetic, you know, for for excitement reasons.
1: I should do better research.
5: Um, However, now you find yourself sailing aboard mostly calm seas. The ship, however, does seem to have taken a bit of a weather beating.
1: So it's just the bosun on deck and then the dragonborn?
5: Yeah, and there are uh, a scattering of crewmen, of course, as Um, well.
1: If I haven't already introduced myself to the dragonborn, I would like to. Okay. Um, I'm going to go up and introduce myself.
5: How are you approaching him, by the way?
1: Well, first I'm going to see if he is approachable.
5: Yeah, or he looks he looks more like he's kind of bored.
1: <laughs> kind of bored. I will grab his attention by waving first.
5: You have his attention. Have his his
1: attention. Attention. And I approach and I clasp my hands together. And he's been speaking common this entire time. Yes. Right? Okay.
5: He had spoken common to the bosun and cool. the stone,
1: yeah. The, she's just going to decide last minute. She's like, oh, I should just speak in common. Okay. Hi, I'm... Otara Otine. You've been passengers for a couple days. I'm a little shaken from the storm.
5: (laughs) (laughs) No worries, no worries. Please, call me Roshoko. Roshoko? It's not often that people approach, especially after a journey like this one.
1: Oh, I'm just looking for a little bit of a grounded energy, and you seem less shaken after the storm. (laughs)
5: <laughs> well, clearly Captain Garvey's has never sailed into or out of Juntaio in the autumn time.
1: So this this wasn't this is normal.
5: <laughs> this was calm.
1: Oh 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 my.
5: <laughs> yes yes uh, my, many mainlanders' boats aren't really suitable for the weather, but this one weathered just fine. He kind of slaps the mast a little bit, and you hear you hear the sudden creak as you realize it's not. Fully grounded tech.
1: (laughs) I'm gonna take a step back. (laughs) Like I don't want a mask to fall on me. Thank you. Um,
5: Uh, Well enough. It's not sunken.
1: I'm very glad that it's not. I I will admit that I'm a bit of a tourist. Just come to visit to see the home of where tea is from. Do you have any recommendations for when I get to shore?
5: Hmm. It's been a while.
1: Oh, how rude of me! Mm. And she'll take out um, so part of her herbalism kit. I included a teapot, a oh, small iron teapot, nice in there. Um, so she'll pull that out and she'll she'll um, use she'll just pull water out of her pouch and pour some water in there and then take one of her tea things and then she'll use prestidigitation to heat the water in the mm-hmm. teapot and just let the tea steep. Would you like a cup?
2: Hmm.
1: This is um this is an herbal blend from Telsia. So it's got spices in it. Do you like spicy tea? Of course I like spicy tea. Okay, that's good. So yeah, you got some cinnamon and some orange in there, sage in there as well. It should be done in just a
5: moment. Ah, interesting. Well, when it is done, thank you very much. As for recommendations, there is a spot in Umiri, center of town, subtle, you would never really expect it. It's a simple tea house. Okay. They serve some manner of food there, but nothing special. I always make sure to go in and out whenever I can. By a rat stew's pretty special.
1: <laughs> so a quick, a quick in and out. It's less of a sitting.
5: Oh no, no one, no one stays in Omiri for very long. It's the gateway. You don't stay in a gateway. Oh no. And now we switch our scene back <laughs> to just outside of this little tea and apparently hors d'oeuvre shop, finger food snack shop.
3: Ah uh, yes, tea sandwiches. Uh, would all you the describe
2: way. it as a tapas place?
5: <laughs> I would describe it more as like. A food truck, but not mobile.
1: <laughs> a not mobile food truck. It's, it's it, crazy. It's a man. food wagon, but the wheels are broken and they <laughs> haven't replaced off. them. Uh, They're using them as tables.
2: Alright, yeah. that's definitely going to be one of the album titles. Food wagon, but the wheels fell off. <laughs> and then.
5: Oh my <laughs> nice. god. Once, Rain, you see that the ship has come in and, and you've watched it come in.
3: Just slightly concerned, but I'm like, it's good.
5: Yeah, it's it's alive. It's it's limping in. It's good. Uh, it doesn't take that long, as your he notices your gaze shift elsewhere. That Katsura follows it, even while he's having a strange back and forth. Well, actually, you see, many falcons do prefer light reading, and in fact, <sighs> it's better for their digestion. Excuse me for just a moment, Lugasan. san, thank you. Uh, and then he hurries off in the direction of the port. And before he goes, he says, oh, so sorry, apologies. I'm meeting a friend here today. Thank you. Uh, and now he sh- scoots off. he's gone, I'll
2: at right. I think that man genuinely thought he could talk to birds. <laughs>
5: <laughs> it would be
3: a very interesting feat. Though I know there are some people who can.
2: Now don't you get started on it too.
3: I'm not saying I can.
2: Cause that just, that's absurd. Birds talk to birds.
3: I mean, yes, birds talk to birds. And then there are people who, it's weird.
2: I think I need some tea to contemplate this. Indeed. <laughs> yes. Uh, but... Indeed. Don't... <laughs> <laughs> I quit. <laughs> oh, no. Stop recording, everyone. Um, I would idea. avoid this stew if I were you.
3: Yes. Probably not the worst thing, though. There are, there are some cooks who just should not ever step foot in the kitchen.
2: They do always say it is freshest when it's, I guess, right from the gutter to the pot to the table.
3: But best to avoid it just in case.
2: And... You will go in for some tea. Okay. Tea time. You go in for some tea, and there is a single
5: worker there. He looks to be... Yeah, it's a human. Okay. Kind of short and stout and pretty middle-aged. But you can see that it looks like there's... The floor is such a way that he's taller than everyone at the bar, even though you can tell he's pretty pudgy.
4: I imagine I went in there before before they did, really. Yeah. And yeah. so...
5: What did you end up getting? <laughs>
4: So I was going to say, I, I go up to whatever counter I guess they have? um it's, they have a bar? It's
5: really more of a... It's not dissimilar to like a hookah lounge where there's just like kind of a, an array of cushions and a small like table set aside. And then there is a little bit of a bar area for not necessarily drinks but more food. You can stop in, have some food, leave, get a bowl, leave. So where would I go for alcohol then? You can go up to the... You can go up to the bar and say, I'm here for drinks. You can get some and then take them over to a space somewhere in the right. in the open area. All right, I'll go up to this set bar. And it might sound weird, but there are no chairs. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
3: There's just
4: cushions.
5: I approach. The guy at the counter looks up at you and he starts wiping down a little bit.
4: You serve alcohol here, right? Yeah,
5: the people who can afford it.
4: Oh, re- reach into my pack. In Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> oh. re- reach into my pack, just start pulling out flasks and saying them on the counter. Four in total. And what you do just- you
5: think you're gonna do? Pay me in empty bottles? Or are you gonna pay me in being a drunk?
4: But reach into my Is pack. That an option? I imagine it would take, how much does it normally cost for me to. Oh, it'd be like two gold. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like that and a, bo- and a bottle of sake. <sighs>
5: Well, sir, you are a valuable customer, and I would not be alive without your business. I am so sorry. And he kind of grabs all of the flasks and just sort of pulls them into his robe as he kind of made like a little pouch for them. And he's kind of waddling. He waddles back over. Then you see that he is busy over at a large cask of some sort, and he's busy pouring you some drinks, but he does... Reach down and set the bottle right on the t- right on the counter. Make yourself at home. We do have some light reading if you'd like. Thanks. Uh, nothing too special, just kids love some of the stories. They got nice pictures at least. Take all two
4: pieces of gold, put them on a table, take the bottle and find a corner to sit in.
5: Mm-hmm. He bites the coin. All right. Fair enough. <sighs> you let me know anything else you need. Everything's got a price.
4: Just raise my hand that I'm already already starting to drink from the bottle.
5: Yeah, it's like noon, by the way, so that makes sense. That's on brand. When Rain and Liu Gao, you guys enter, you see that he's already there drinking. You guys can, are approached, or rather, when you walk in, you're approached by the same guy. Hey! What can I do for you guys? (laughs) Ah, well...
2: (laughs) Unlike the, uh, early bird over there getting the worm, I suppose, I... I think it's a little early for something like that. I would just like some tea myself. (laughs) Something light I do plan on.
5: Oh, of course, of course. Now, we got all sorts of blends here. Oh, good, good. Great, great. And for you...
3: I'll also take a tea.
5: I'm just gonna give you guys a house special. All right. We move our scene back to the ship as it limps back into port. You've made it now to the docks. You've weighed anchor. You've had... Small discussion with Roshoko over some tea. Yeah. He's quite thankful for the tea, by the oh, way. Oh, yay! Mm. What'd you think? Dwell's always like it so... earthy.
1: Oh, yeah, um, that'd be the herbs. Um, you know, yes. Yes. I We've had a hard time trying to figure out exactly how or what plant you guys use over here, so...
5: We use the tea plant. Well,
1: I would hope so. The tea plant. We don't have one of those, so... Just never, never grew over there for some reason. Hmm.
5: I don't know much about geography.
1: Uh, it's not... It's so, it's what it really is. I understand yeah, your it's concern. Difficult.
5: There are forces at work that keep many of us from our goals, are there not?
1: Yes. Otherwise it would be a very boring life.
5: Indeed. And as the ship is ready for you guys to depart, he gives you a nod. <laughs> Thank you, Otara-san.
1: Thank you, Rishoko.
5: Please, should our paths cross again. I would love to sit and talk some more. Of course. But he leaves. And he walks down the gangplank after returning the cup to you um, after he'd finished it. And you see that on the pier there is a, looks like a human male uh, that greets him and they exchange a short bow uh, before walking off. Uh, Rather side by side. However, there doesn't seem to be much of a welcome for you. Naturally, it almost appears that, well, you're kind of a stowaway. It's one of the only ships you were able to find (laughs) that would be willing to take a passenger at this time of year.
1: Ah, okay.
5: Summer storm season, fam.
1: Right? You don't want to travel Mm -hmm. in that. Mm -hmm. Said everybody to me.
5: (laughs) (laughs) It's
1: like, well, just so you know, I do. So I did. So he said it was in the center of town.
5: Yes. And when you see, after that, and you've heard all these tales of Jintaio, and you've read the books, and you're prepared for anything, and as you look at the city, you realize you probably weren't prepared for this. Because it is essentially just what amounts to a village built up on a series of hills.
1: Yeah, so I imagine probably what, what I was thinking is, like, the more established, like, port cities of Telsia and Eroke and stuff like that.
5: Right, this okay. is not it.
1: No. Huh.
5: One thing you do notice, however, is that there seem to be a number of people, uh, mostly men, mm-hmm. both human and dragonborn, that are, seem to be, lack of a better word, guards. They are wearing silk robes. That breathe easy, but cut difficultly. And they wear two swords on their hip. Uh-huh. Curved swords. You've heard tale of these curved swords from Juntaio. They stack up pretty well to the normal fare.
1: Okay. I'm going to approach the guard people. Okay. And do the same thing that I did before. I'm going to wave first before I just come up to someone's personal space. Sure. And see if I get their attention.
5: Sure. Uh, the one on your left is a black dragonborn. Mm-hmm. and he looks to be... It's hard to tell for Dragonborn. You you have a hard time guessing their ages. Yeah. They age weird. It's hard to tell. They age well. They age very well. They don't
1: get wrinkles. They just Their scales just get harder or something. I haven't figured maybe it out little, yet.
5: <laughs> maybe a little dull or something like that. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, whereas the one on the right is uh, a human, and they both wear green robes.
1: Okay. What time of day is it? It's
5: about noon. So midday, and you... See that as you wave, the two of them look at each other, uh-huh. share a glance, and then roll me an insight check.
1: Okay. And then I get killed.
4: <laughs> they cut you down right there. <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh,
1: insight, right?
5: They actually really hate tourists.
1: It's <laughs> gonna be sixteen.
5: Okay. They share a glance, and for just a moment, there's a pause, and then you see just the very slightest head tilt from the Dragonborn. And the human steps forward.
1: Hello. Um, good, good mid-afternoon. Yes, it is. Yes, I'm a bit awestruck and lost. I heard that there's a tea shop in center of town. Can you point me in that direction? I'm sorry, I didn't introduce myself. I am Otara Otine. Okay.
5: He, he nods and and he steps back and he has a few words with his dragonborn compatriot there and then he steps forward again. Uh, Tea shop and he kind of traces the air in front of you a little bit, and there's a path through town, and then he points up a hill. Okay. That way. Thank you. And then he sort of does a hand gesture of a rectangle, and then he sort of wiggles his arms. Uh, (laughs) Orange.
1: Orange. Uh Uh-huh.
5: And then he stops and looks at you again. What the hell? (laughs)
1: So... Okay.
5: And you can see that there is a very wide grin on the Dragonborn's face.
1: <laughs> she'll she kind of take a deep breath and go.
5: Based on it based it on his go. gestures, you can tell that he's maybe referring to a flag or a banner <laughs> yeah. of some sort.
1: Yeah. And then she'll she'll just she'll just laugh and go, and <laughs> then proceed to be like, so there's a sign in Draconic.
5: <laughs> okay, hold on. He breaks out into laughter. (laughs) Oh, good. I could not keep a straight face.
1: Did a good job.
5: You foreigners are so funny sometimes. Anyway, yeah. Right up the big road here. You'll see it. Orange flaps in the front.
1: Thank you. She'll do a slight bow he gives you a
5: slight nod okay but he does make sure he watches you go
1: okay yeah, I'm gonna go that way I just shake my head I'm like there's all kinds there's all kinds what's Three your passive guitar. perception uh 15
5: okay you'll hear a little bit of laughter from the the dragonborn as they kind of realize what happened together <laughs> they're like huh? Eh. can't get them all <laughs> can't get every foreigner nope <laughs> god that, that would attitude. be so
1: much fun <laughs>
5: <laughs> you go forward Down the main street
4: mm-hmm.
5: Which is not really paved But it it's a well-worn uh, Earth and stone path And you find this squat Building that Was described to you As the tea house There is, like I said before, no front door Simply kind of these orange flaps oh. That serve as Both curtain and <laughs> Door
1: So she just she, it, she, she's just in her own head right now and she makes a rectangle with her hands and goes orange <laughs> found it
4: <laughs> orange I, have, I really want just like she walks in a couple of ladies about that and there's one village she saw that just like
5: whatever <laughs> fucking tourists <laughs> fucking tourists uh, so yeah you can go ahead and enter and you're greeted with the sight of well it's kind of a tea shop
4: Mhm.
5: It's more like a hole in the wall bar that you would remember seeing back home.
1: Oh my. Not at all what I was picturing.
5: Wooden floors that are a bit dusty. You have a wide open area with a few small tables set at about half uh, at about knee height. Okay. Floor cushions all around. Not a chair to be found.
1: Oh no. This is not what? How, how do you run yeah. a business look, like this? Looks,
5: looks around, sees us just
4: squatting.
5: Yeah, and then okay. as you look around, you see a few other patrons scattered about in different places. They don't seem to be conglomerating all at the same place, but they are all sitting down in this establishment, so that's something. Yeah,
1: that is something. Okay. You, you notice can hang out.
5: that the two closer to the front have tea mm-hmm. uh, in little wooden cups that they have. And then a squat human man pops his head up from under the, from the, from behind the counter, and... Oi! Hello,
1: are you open?
5: You see him squinting, and he's especially taking, taking account of your ears. Uh, yeah. Hi, yeah, <laughs> we're open, what can I get for you?
1: Oh uh, yeah, what, um, what kind of tea do you have?
5: We got all sorts of tea. We got tea that we put in a bag. We have tea that we put in this metal thing. We have tea that we put in I don't even know what this is. He kind of <laughs> tosses a pot over his shoulder. Uh,
2: be careful with that. We have tea that
5: we make and then we don't serve it for a few hours and it's cold.
2: Yum.
1: <laughs> I love cold brew tea.
5: It'll be <laughs> in a it'll take about an hour. <laughs>
4: He uh, was gonna be like, "Oh, that cool! Well, definite- I forgot about this one earlier, <laughs> so there you go." I forgot that I forgot to dump this one out from yesterday, so here you go. Go
5: crazy! <laughs>
1: this is some oh. definite cold pressed tea. How much is one of each, please?
5: All right, all right. I look, you're you're clearly new here. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Twenty gold.
1: Twenty gold?
5: Ah, yeah. This is fine, primo and, tie and tea right here, lady.
1: hmm What are the?
2: I think there's a twig in mine. do you think that costs extra
1: no i think it's part of it if it's if it's um straight up and down oh you took it out never mind i was gonna say it was good luck
2: that's definitely just a stick
1: (laughs) (laughs) great uh on
2: second thought i'll
1: take i'll just take two cups your pick
2: all
5: right one of them's coming up right away the other one check back in about two hours
1: two hours okay
5: That'll be ten gold, please.
1: Ten gold. She'll go through her pockets. Oh, here they are. Okay, and she'll, she'll give you ten gold.
5: Thank you very much. He kind of takes the handful, and then he opens up a, his robe and just sort of slides it on in.
1: Does he seem super pleased with himself? Oh, yeah. Did I just get bamboozled?
5: Yeah, totally. I totally did. not bamboozled.
1: <laughs> well, it's rude to point someone out who's bamboozling you when you first meet them. <laughs> <laughs> totally.
5: Yeah, but he hurries back, and it's actually... And he says, ah, just go, seat yourself. It'll be out in a moment.
1: Hmm. Thank you. Um, right now she's, as she's like waiting to get her drink and figure out where she's sitting. She has a, a she literally has a guidebook <laughs> in her hand. And it's the same one that I mentioned earlier. The beginner's guide just talks and she's pouring over it again. She's like, there's nothing. There's not What kind of, a map would have been nice. <laughs> As I don't mean to throw shade at our DM for creating an amazing beginner's guide to (laughs) Satongsa, I really appreciate it. (laughs) Atara didn't prepare very well, so, yeah. And she's she's trying to figure out where, like, best to sit is.
2: Yeah.
5: (laughs) So, essentially, there are two long squat tables. Okay. Long squat. Long (laughs) squat. And, uh... At two of them, or at one of them, are Liu and Rain. Mm-hmm. They're more toward the front. And back, with his back to the wall, with a bottle and several flasks, is this gentleman.
4: Once I got in the flask, I'll put them away. Oh yeah. But like you see a bottle, a bottle, like oh is that a bottle of tea? No, that's alcohol. Yeah.
5: yeah.
1: Nope. <laughs> Not everything's tea. Cool. Um, well, not gonna sit by that one because he looks sloshed. <laughs> um, I'm going to walk over to the squat table where you two, Ashley and Ben, are. Rain and I don't know you, I don't know your names yet.
2: Sorry, cool kids only.
0: It's just, oh. just...
1: I was gonna ask if I could sit
4: here.
2: Well, if you can find a chair, you're more than welcome. Otherwise, um, as we know, pop a squat.
4: <laughs> if you can find a chair, then you're more than welcome. Looks around. Oh God! <laughs> uh, there's no chairs.
1: Right? Um. Hey. Okay. Well, pop in a squat It is.
5: You hear a slight chuckle from behind the bar. <laughs>
1: chairs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello. My name is Atara. I'm Rain. Rain. She'll extend out her hand Shaking to shake.
2: Shaking the hands. I'm Liu Gao. You a little, a gal? Yeah, I'll give a little head nod
1: are, are you, um Do you live around here? Both of you? Or are you
3: Depends
2: on what encompasses around here
3: DM question, how far away is my hometown from here?
2: If you were walking, it's like a week
5: So That's a bit of a ways I'd say it's more like three days as the as the falcon flies In any case, um, as you make your introductions rather awkwardly, for the most part, uh, your tea comes out, and it's actually a small little bipedal dragon? Mm. Wait, what? Comes out from behind the counter, Mm -hmm. and uh, the rest of you will know immediately that this is a kobold. Okay. Um, Atari, in fact, you have heard of kobolds. Okay. And this one has red scales and a long pointed snout and appears to be wearing some sort of robe and nimbly steps over to the table you've decided to sit at and has set the tea down and then very specifically picks it back up and sets it directly in front of you and then bows a little bit before taking the tray back. All without a word.
1: Oh, I'll still say thank you.
5: They nod. And they scurry back behind the counter.
1: Was that a, a kobold? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do they normally not speak?
5: Um, you know that kobolds are used primarily as a source of really cheap labor by a lot of noble families. But those of whom have been able to find their own way can find their own employment or their own destiny, as it were. They're usually a little more free-minded, but for the most part most kobolds keep their heads down because they're very easy to kill. <laughs> and they know this. Oh. <laughs> Just as a it's, a, it's an ingrained fear of <laughs> anything larger than a bread box. <laughs> oh. <laughs> They'd be small. So yeah, and Rain and Yoshiro, you guys especially would know that higher status families often had entire families of kobolds working for them.
3: Like house elves.
5: Yeah, basically. <laughs> They're little house dragons.
1: House dragons. House dragon, I want one. But but not like that. that. <laughs> that. I want a friend.
5: <laughs> I just want a friend.
1: Just want a dragon friend. And as you
5: taste your tea, you notice.
1: There's a stick in it. <laughs> Roll for nature. Roll for nature. <laughs> um, uh, my screen's not a touch screen. Um oh, fancy enough. Shut up, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a 15.
5: You taste a hint of peatiness in the in the tea, like peat soil.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: But it doesn't feel like it was added in malice. Yeah. It just feels like maybe it just wasn't fully done. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it just wasn't completely great.
1: Yeah, it wasn't completely cleaned <laughs> before drying oh that's a disappointment hopefully the the other one's better um she'll still sip at it it is not finish it
5: (laughs) during this little exchange here that suddenly at first you hear a distant rhythm the vibrations are far away and you feel like they are rumbling it sounds as if maybe there's a huge storm coming but as the sound travels closer, and you are able to hear it a little more clearly, you hear that it is actually indeed a large drum being beaten in a frantic tempo.
2: Oh. Is there any With kind of precedence on. for this?
5: You, Gao, since you're the one who asked that question, you're going to make me a history check. Okay. Uh... You two, Rain and Yoshio, will know exactly what this is, but we just want to see what's going on here. Yeah. It's a seven. You got nothing. What the two of you know, being samurai, is that this is a warning, a basically an alarm system for the village that is warning them to stay put and to retreat to their homes if possible.
3: Well, that's not good. Well, I think
5: it's got quite a good beat to it. And as you all feel that, you hear footsteps running frantic. Two forms dash in front of this small uh, lounge. And after they do, one steps back uh, a little more carefully, pokes his head in. It's the human samurai you met earlier who pointed you to this direction. And he looks in at all of you. His hand is on his uh, sword's. He's ready to draw one. All of you, if you can fight, you can help. Move, let's go.
1: and myths is inspired by earth history and mythology within these stories all names characters and incidents portrayed are fictitious any resemblances with actual persons living or deceased or undead places buildings and products are not intended or historically accurate or
0: should be inferred